in probably my entire neighborhood, I'm the first one out of bed every day. <laughs> I could see yeah. it down the street, man. I'm the only one with the lights on when I'm pulling out of the driveway. I'm the only one pulling out of the driveway <laughs> and uh, <laughs> cruising down the street in the dark every morning. Yeah, it's for me, it's always me and the one guy in the block that everybody like says is crabby and a jerk. <laughs> Maybe it's just because we're up so early. Yeah, dude, I, I like it. I feel better knowing that I'm awake, aware of what's going on on the block. Yeah, you know, yeah. If, if there's some uh, shenanigans afoot, and we got a little, uh, you know, a group of teenage hoodlums running around, knocking off mailboxes or rummaging through cars, I might be up at the right time just to catch them. Not gonna do anything, but no, with kids, you scare the shit out of them, right? Yeah, you open up yeah. the garage door with the lights on and heavy metal blaring, and you got your chainsaw revved up, you know. <laughs> I don't know how else anyone else does it, but, you know, it's it's smooth. (laughs) Good move. Oh, man, Mike. Here we are. Happy Thursday, my man. Oh, yeah. Not so happy. If uh, you live by me, you might need to hold on to that chainsaw in the garage. uh... (laughs) I I didn't find any good clips, but I figured we would end up talking about it regardless. (laughs) Chicago had their mayoral election or runoff uh, yesterday. I believe, two days ago. You couldn't find a clip. Just watch Thelma and Louise. Go ahead and fast forward to the end. That is Chicago. We have just driven off the cliff. So you opted for this Johnson fella, a known Marxist, who is actually going to push a harsher, more progressive, more liberal agenda than the lady you guys just voted out. Oh, yeah, that's why they got rid of her, Frank. She wasn't progressive enough (laughs) that's so insane dude yeah i can't even believe it man i I thought for sure you'd go with like here you are one of the highest crime rates in the country and you chose between you were choosing between a guy backed by the teachers union and a guy backed (laughs) by the police union and everyone thought let's go with teacher union guy yeah, remember those people that didn't work for three years? <laughs> That's right, man. Let's go with those guys. Oh, yeah, dude. It's so disgusting. How did this happen? I believe... Are we looking at some some trickery? Some, uh, you know... It's Chicago. I feel like it's a vote once, vote often kind of place. <laughs> vote early, vote often. Vote early, vote often. Yeah, that's right. It's early in the show. <laughs> I'm still revved up from traffic. I, I, I don't, I, dude. I don't think it's, it's any like. No, I, I think you know what. I've been warning people for a long time about Chicago, the demographics. Dude, I've been warning everybody since was it 2020 when that census came out, and all of a sudden there was no Latinos, no Hispanics in Chicago, zero Hispanics in Chicago. <laughs> How could that be? No Hispanics. Not even in Humble Park? <laughs> oh, because it's 40% white, 43% black. You just mixed the Latinos into the whites so that you could boost that number to 40. Oh, wow. Did they really? Yeah. That's, uh, so the Latinos welcome people. All right. You can join the uh, gay men as well. You're part of the whites now. <laughs> if you looked at it, they just included Hispanics into the white with whites. 
because that gave them 40, it was like 43%, and then blacks were only 42%. Wow. But really, dude, it's, come on, you got a whole Latino neighborhood, you got a Puerto Rican neighborhood, you got a Cuban neighborhood, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. You got like 20% whites, about 25% Latinos, and you're at like 40-something percent black in Chicago right now. Wow. And they're voting along their party lines. I well, think that's what you saw. You get what you vote or for. Or not, not party line, uh, their racial lines. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Denver also had a, an election for mayor. They decided to claim it was nonpartisan. So you, you had to really dig to find out uh, who these candidates were, like what party they were for. Uh, and there was like five of them. And when you found, you know, it, it basically came down to four variations of Democrats and one Republican running for mayor. And uh, the, the progressives, there's two progressives, they're uh, doing a runoff now. And I just find it interesting that the Republican got basically no action. And Denver is really going downhill. Crime-wise, uh, infrastructure-wise, just it's there's too many people, and the city's just kind of in a crappy place. And I saw a column today in the Denver Gazette. It was written by J.J. Ament. He's the uh, president and CEO of the Denver Metro uh, Chamber of Commerce. And it's, it's a great piece. And he goes on this very detailed explanation about these green energy policies that Jared Polis and all the jackasses downtown in Denver have initiated to basically, uh, they're forcing companies to, if you're going to build a new uh, you know, business downtown, you have to abide by f- uh, full green energy standards and you ha- can't build uh, natural gas, heat, or water. Wow. All right. And not only that, by 2027, all remaining current buildings and businesses must transition to non-natural gas heating and all that stuff. That's so stupid. And yes, so thousands thousands of businesses in the last year have left the downtown area, and they are not coming back. All right? And oh, no, it gets crazier. Uh, the, The guy goes on to describe all these other initiatives so basically what's going on mostly as well is we passed all these laws to cater to the employees that we fucked the business owners and so nobody wants to own a business here anymore you can't you can't you actually financially can't run a business so if you (laughs) mix the labor laws and everything you have to do to appease the the workforce with these new green energy laws that we have to abide by we're, we're California, and this guy's art, uh, op-ed is fantastic, and he's basically saying, folks, we got about three to five years before there's n- we're back to 1980 Denver, and nobody wants to open up a business here. Yeah. That's what you're, yeah. <clears throat> point being, Chicago, Denver, do, are you just purposely destroying your cities? Do you, like, do you voters not see what is happening around you? Like, the house is on fire and this is fine? Like, you're going to vote for the same guy? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Or well, yeah, we worse, just, you're double frick, we down. Just haven't gone, we just haven't gone hard enough. In the, on the, you know what I mean? They think we just need to go further. This is the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting new results. Yeah. Yeah, they're retarded. 
It's an entire but retarded population. Part, part of the problem is everybody left that disagrees. Everybody who saw the writing on the wall just left. And now you have people, you know what I mean? Yeah. The only people absolutely. that are left in these cities are the people that think this is a good idea. I believe the same, same thing is occurring in Denver now. It's just pure progressives and they would prefer to install more bike lanes and pass laws to help trans blacks open businesses than do anything else to help the economy so that's that's where it's going to go it's just going to keep going in that direction you got to hear about this little doozy going on on the west side i'm excited for this all these left because the fucking neighborhood is a disaster and they kept robbing the place (laughs) right (laughs) You know, they got the owner of the store was like, dude, the employees are stealing from us. The residents are stealing from us. Everybody's stealing from us. Like, we, we can't, we we're, we're not making any money here. They leave. The neighborhood is just, there, you know, there's a huge uproar because now it's a food desert. And That's it's unfair right. because it's a black neighborhood. <laughs> Nobody wants to open the store just oh, yeah. because it's black people. <laughs> so save a lot decides they're going to open the store in that. Abandoned store, right? All right, yeah, man. You ever heard of Save a Lot? I'm familiar with seeing Save a Lots from a distance off the highway. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of my perspective for Save a Lot. <laughs> Not the best quality of shit, you know? Yeah, like a poor man's Aldi, I imagine. Yeah, I mean the point is they're in bad neighborhoods for a reason. That's right. like their market. Yeah. They're used to it. For sure. You know what man. I mean? They're gonna sell the cheapest shit to cover the stealing market. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that's where like uh, you get milk, and uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> milk. But uh, yeah, so now they're protesting because they don't want to save a lot. They want a good store. Oh, you had one, and you fucking robbed it blind. <laughs> yeah, they want you to bring in the uh, Whole Foods so they could rob some, you know, <laughs> stuff for their celiac disease, and uh, <laughs> you know. Listen, but I'm stealing cheese. I want it to be craft. <laughs> Not a graft. <laughs> craft. There's so many ways yeah. you can go with it. <laughs> Look at me those Captain O's. I want Captain Crunch. Well, Chicago's the place where you opened my eyes to a recent phenomenon, which is they stopped delivering Amazon because of the crime, so then they were just straight up attacking the mailmen and stealing the keys to the master, the master keys. Uh, it was an evolution. Yeah. It yeah. was an evolution, but the, the attacks on the mailmen were pretty shocking to hear about. Uh, well, we have more shocking and crazy attacks happening to mailmen. <laughs> Trotting through Cambridge, everyone has seen them. We have one in our backyard I call Lonesome Tom. But no one can believe what two turkeys did to a mailman here on Huron Avenue last month. I heard a scream, actually, out in the, in the street. Theta Scotchpole helps shoo the bold birds away after she <laughs> came out to find her mailman lying in the middle of the street. They were sitting there acting like they wanted to be near him some more. I think they were attracted to his mailbag. Eddie Mitchell tells us in his own words what happened. They started gobble gobble. I turned my bag to defend myself. I walked to the truck. And that's when they started making noises and just flew right in my face and knocked me over. The 49-year-old from Weymouth had to have his hip replaced after the attack. 
I could not stand up. I just I couldn't feel anything. <laughs> and he says the aggressive behavior oh, from dude. the birds is one a lot of his co-workers are dealing with. This gets better, dude. There's a gang of fucking turkeys. Like, messing, yes, they're attacking all the mailmen, man. <laughs> this video. How wide is this neighborhood? <laughs> well, here's the problem. They're not going to save. The turkeys, they're black. So that's... <laughs> oh, man, I'm just kidding. But I'm not. We got that TikTok same problem here with the black squirrels. <laughs> you know terrorizing I mean? another mailman, also in Cambridge. They chase our trucks. They um, peck at the um, wheels of our trucks. A spokesperson for the United States Postal Service. <laughs> what kind of turkeys are these? They're fucking huge, man. Are common, but they don't usually result in injury. Mitchell says he does plan to come back after recovery, but he will be on guard. I'll be watchful. I know that. I'll be looking out for him. I might drive around the neighborhood to see if I see him first. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this poor guy. <laughs> Might be time for Mitchell to hang up his mailbag, you know what I mean? Dude, you gotta see the videos, man. It's like uh, like two or three of these turkeys. They gang up on the single mailman, and these guys are like swatting at them with their mailbags, dude. This has happened numerous occasions? Yes. Numerous times, man. It's, oh, man. it's a has huge Has anybody problem. ever thought about um, killing and cooking these turkeys? I, I was gonna say is nobody has a gun. You can't just pull out a gun and shoot the turkey. Mm, how do you know you're in a democratic state? <laughs> you're even, you can't even defend yourself against turkeys. <laughs> that's, that's where we are now in America. Well, Overrun by turkeys. One guy did attack one, and he died, and there was this huge protest. It was TLM, uh, Turkey Lives Matter. Uh, <laughs> It was mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful, but some buildings did burn, all right? So now they're very apprehensive to do anything physical with the turkeys. And I understand that, okay? I, I fully understand. They have rights, too. That's know? right, man. Turkey's lives matter. Turkey Tom, Mike, say his name. Say his name. It was Lonesome Tom, Frank. <laughs> lonesome Tom, that's right. <laughs> The only reason I remember is because at first I thought she was talking about her mailman. I was like, that's a really... <laughs> that's a sad mailman. A terrible name to give your mailman. How, how lonely was this guy? Yeah, man, there goes Lonesome Tom. <laughs> yeah, vitamin for supper or something, bitch. What do you, don't just call him Lonesome Tom. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Yeah, I got faith in America. You know, we still got stories like this happening around the country. I wish that, see, that's what the news should be. CNN should be 24-hour news like that. <laughs> yes, dude. Uh, that was way more interesting than, than, than anything they said about Trump in the last 48 hours. <laughs> they should have done the live aerial view of the turkey. <laughs> dude, did you see CNN, what they spent uh, filming Trump? No. Oh, no. I have, a, hear- I have a CNN clip from the, I said no, I wouldn't, no, no. but yeah. Explain. No, no. Did you hear about the speedboat? Oh my god, no. Yes. Dude, they contracted out a speedboat. Yes! So they hired a man with a speedboat. <laughs> oh yeah, man! And then hired another guy, a cameraman. Wow. So they paid two men and rented a speedboat to go out into the harbor. <laughs> Just to film a live shot of Donald Trump's plane for like 15 seconds as it landed. Wow. To get the shot, right? The Just shot. To get the, sh- 
the shot. But not only that, at the same time, they were flying a helicopter above. Wow. So, so they got the ground view and the uh, overhead view. That's crazy because I guess I didn't hear about it because of the CBS reporter who parachuted in from space and uh, <laughs> got the direct, the direct line shot right above the limo, man. It's too bad for CNN. <laughs> you know, he got up on that Red Bull thing and just jumped right down. <laughs> Dude, think about how much money they spent on that just to film his plane. That must have been million, a million, a cool million bucks, I at imagine. At least, at least, <laughs> just for fifteen seconds of his plane landing at an airport. <laughs> you couldn't spend that money on something else. How about you? Uh, yeah. How about you spend that money on researching where the fuck our money in Ukraine is going? Why yes. are we still fighting in Bakhmut? <laughs> when all military intelligence have been trying to tell Zelensky, just abandon Bakhmut. <laughs> One, at this point, it's just a shelled out wasteland. Two, the people didn't even want to be Ukrainian. Well, not only that, I did see uh, this morning that Zelensky is open now to actual uh, peace talks. Yeah, I'm sure he is, because uh, the, the Western world is not sending him money. <laughs> I know. Everyone's out now. Uh, dude, CNN's coverage, I can't even believe that. That actually fucking blows my mind, that they uh, got the speedboat out there. They were following him the whole time. They were tracking every movement. They were obsessed, man. They had helicopters tracking the fucking <laughs> the convoy. This morning, when I opened up all my favorite mainstream news stations, uh, I think, did you see Twitter labeled officially NPR as state media? No, really? Yes, it says state media underneath NPR. Oh, good. State-sponsored media. Let me uh, make that a little more clear. Um, <clears throat> and so, what is uh, New York Public Radio? What's that? Isn't it New York Public Radio? National, National Public uh, Radio. Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it, New York. It, it were, it's the Demo wing of the Democratic Party, but uh, all the main places, AP, Reuters, everything, they, they just washed away anything about Trump today. And for 24 hours, that's all that was happening on the planet. And now there was nothing, absolutely nothing. Did you happen to notice that everyone stopped talking about it? <laughs> Well, like I said on Tuesday, uh, it's very unsatisfying when you arrest the person after six years, and then he gets <laughs> back onto his private jet and flies back to his hotel. That's, how is that satisfying? It's you not, know? And it's a resort, Rob, man, where he lives. Mar-a-Lago? Are you kidding me? Where the most powerful people are. They're laughing, drinking martinis about this indictment. Absolutely are. And CNN, as we had noted uh, on a previous episode, had I don't know, a dozen people on their panel <laughs> dissecting this whole thing. All, all day, dude. <laughs> so many boxes on the screen. They had the longest table I've ever seen. 
I think I scored the ultimate best clip from everything that happened around this coverage. And it's from a guy that I don't particularly care for, John Bolton. Uh, we all know John Bolton. Uh, and a, John Bolton doesn't really like Trump. He was uh, one of the panelists on CNN. And he gives such a fantastic uh, rundown on what took place and why it's a giant nothing burger. And I think it, it encapsulates why here we are about a day later and the news has just evaporated away. Like, it, nobody wants to talk about it. And so uh, we're going to talk about it. And so here we go. <laughs> One big picture, what do you think of the indictment? Well, speaking as someone who very strongly does not want Donald Trump to get the Republican presidential nomination, I'm extraordinarily distressed by this document. I think this is even weaker than I feared it would be. Uh, and I, I think uh, it's, it's easily subject to being dismissed or a, a quick acquittal for Trump. Just speaking, going back to the days when I represented Jim Buckley and Gene McCarthy and the constitutional challenge to the underlying federal statute here passed in 1974, I can say there is no basis in the statutory language to say that Trump's behavior forms either a contribution or an expenditure under federal law, the two key definitions at issue here. Uh, if it did, it would mean that every single expenditure a candidate made could be taken to have uh, something to do with his campaign. Do I buy a $1 comb to comb my hair or a $10 comb to comb my hair? Uh, if, if you can construe the statute to cover this behavior, then I think it violates the First Amendment because you're deeply into territory that, that uh, makes this statute absolutely, the federal statute, too vague for enforcement. And as what I understood the district attorney to say that he thinks there's a New York election law involved here, all I can say is the Federal Election Campaign Act absolutely preempts any state or local law to the contrary. How could it be otherwise? You've got one law governing corporate finance in a presidential election at the federal level. You're going to have 50 state laws interfering with it. So he's just wrong on the applicability of the New York statute. Wow. So that's what smart people sound like when they talk. And uh, that was a lot of words that are uh, way bigger than uh, me. Mr. Bolton, have you heard Joy Reid's take? <laughs> what about uh, Whoopi? Did you hear Whoopi say that he's a really bad man there's and a, that he deserves it? There's a fantastic super clip from The View after all of this unfolded, and it's all of them trying to rationalize how it was a big nothing burger, but it could be a something burger, but it's still probably a nothing burger. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. So it's, pathetic. I want to say that I'm enjoying the death of this hype train because they were just shoving it in our faces for two weeks rob reiner didn't stop jerking off about it for 10 days i can't wait to see him put the cum back in his balls <laughs> so dissatisfying but that's my point man i want you all to be so disappointed so dissatisfied yeah. because this was you guys attempted to ruin our country and by the way you may have actually but you know for the time being it's kind of a good thing that this ended up being bullshit and it's kind of just a mockery of you you know that you made the democrats made fools of themselves alvin bragg yeah. thought he was gonna be this hero he's now a fucking jackass 
Do you know you know what I uh, heard somebody talk about the other day? Remember when they had Robert De Niro come on fucking Saturday Night Live? Yes. When who who was he? Robert was that the Mueller? Yes, he was a uh, Bob Bob Mueller. And he was like, "I see you. I'm watching you and all that." It's oh like, yeah, dude. These people have been dying for him to go to jail since that day. Like, I think they've been wanting him to go to jail since the day he won. His win was such a shock to the system for so many Democrats and liberals. Truly, I think it was a like the dawning of a realization that there is an other in this country, and there may be more of them than us. We're, maybe we're not yeah. so the majority we thought we were. Yeah, that's true. And that freaked the shit out of them. So they just lost their minds and focused on one singular thing. Proving this man stole the election, which was the basis for all the Russian dossier bullshit. And then Trump, when he said, you guys stole it, oh, that's how, how dare you accuse someone of uh, stealing Such an election? Threat to a democracy? <laughs> dude, you're not even a threat to America. You're a threat to democracy. <laughs> that's right, dude. And by the way, I've been seeing that phrase everywhere. Amy Goodman tossed it out about some... <laughs> localized election or the election in oh, like dude, Boston. Oh, dude, now they're using it if you're fucking, if the baloney at the supermarket is spoiled with <laughs> a fucking threat to democracy, dude. You guys have overused it. It's just like racist. <laughs> Everything's a threat to democracy. She was describing something on the East Coast and it was like, democracy is hanging on the balance. You know, it's like, yeah. what are you talking about, man? <laughs> and with democracy on the brink, the Wisconsin voters go to the polls. <laughs> Dude, it's like, dude, it's not that big of a deal, dude. They're voting for, you know, well, lieutenant governor. They're basically saying Democrats are on the brink, or you know, Democrats are hanging by a thread. You know, that's yeah, kind that's... of the thing. That's what they mean, which is yeah. kind of funny. Uh, it's this obsession that we're the best, we're better than you, and we are a majority, and maybe not a a, a pure majority, but we have a majority where it counts in the big states and in the major cities. Uh, in the cities and states that are growing. Yes. You know, all you fucking liberal cities and states are dying, withering away. So then do you kind of foresee, like I do, this pathway for Republicans essentially going forward, no matter what the Democrats try to do with their 10,000 mules. Where's my Dinesh at? Uh, <laughs> I th Maybe there's just going to be such a, an overpowering, overpowering majority of people that are voting right, you know, sooner rather than later, that the, you, you can't deny a pathway for someone like Ron DeSantis. Yeah, but it takes a long time. I'm I'm talking like 2028. Unfortunately, that's actually what I'm I mean by that. Uh, I'm not, I'm talking like you'd have to wait till like 2032, 2036. <laughs> no, our country can't you... survive that long. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> what you What you need is like you got the the population shifts so much that like now California, Illinois, New York, they're losing seats. Yeah. In the house. Good call. You know they're they're losing uh, electoral votes. That, that's what it, I mean. You're already seeing it happen. What was it, California? That's Last right. Time it, was, it was the first time in history they lost a seat. Uh, so. San Francisco lost officially 
in the past year, 250,000 people. <sighs> you can't sustain your city on that. Quarter of a million people left, and then they're going to pay all the black people $5 million each for reparations. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> nice job, San Fran. Did you hear about the tech guy who created Cash App? He was stabbed to death on the streets of San Francisco the other day. Stabbed to death, yeah. Pretty shocking stuff. Uh, I don't think the dude was walking in like a shady neighborhood. I'm pretty sure he was just like in his zone. He was a billionaire. I don't think he was, you know, down at Skid Row. That's what I'm saying, man. Buying crack. You know, I think he was just doing his thing and got mugged. I think that's pretty scary stuff. You're talking about a place, San Francisco, man. Is it just completely overrun at this point with criminals and homeless? I think it's just all these cities, man. Chicago, you got, you got the same problem where they really drove out the middle class. And the ones that are left are so far out on the outskirts. Like All you literally have are the poorest people and then the richest people. And the richest you know? people are all on the same team. They all play by the same <clears throat> rules. And I didn't include this on the docket, Mike. It popped on me late, but I threw it on. It's a quickie. But you're going to love it. Here's Cindy McCain, John McCain's widow, talking about Jeffrey Epstein. You know, it's like everything. Um, you know, we, we, it hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. Oh, yeah. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> oh, that is some... That's a hot tamale right there, people. Wow. Um, we just knew? That's the... All I got from that clip, it was floating around in the Twitterverse, and I thought, ooh, that's a juicy little guy. I'm gonna stick it wow. in there. And, uh, yeah, man, that is a full-on confirmation. Yeah, we all know about Epstein, just like you do, and yeah, there's nothing anyone can do about it. So I'm assuming that's why we'll never go after the clients because yes, we'll for never whatever see, reason. We'll never see the client list. I'm sure we all know the clients. Uh, there was a rumor for a long time Chris Tucker was on that list, which I hope is not true because he's back. <laughs> Did you see he's in a new movie? Uh, that just confirms he was there. Maybe. He, it's a movie uh, through <clears throat> Matt Damon and... Uh, Ben Affleck's production company that they started. It's you know, uh, it's like an indie flick company, and they have a movie coming out. I thought you would know about this, man. It's called Air, and it's about Michael Jordan getting signed by Nike to do the shoe. No. Tucker's playing uh, Michael Jordan? Yeah, one of your top three Tuckers, man. No, he's, no. Uh, well, no, I, no I think he's playing someone in the movie, but uh, he's a main you know, character. Who's playing Michael? Michael? I, well, I, th- I assume it's some unknown, you know, kid actor, right? Like, uh, actually, that's funny what you just said there. Michael Jordan would only allow the film to happen if he can play Michael Jordan at every age. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I got to be Michael at 16. Because yeah. it takes no, place when he's a teenager, you know? Just to shove it up uh, LeBron's ass, he should come out with a Space Jam too. 
<laughs> no, he should accept, accept Space Jam 2 as canon and do Space Jam 3 and just really uh, shove it down his throat and make fun of Space Jam 2 in Space Jam 3. Oh, God, <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> so genius. There's so many things you can do with it. And here's an even better part. LeBron never got a three-peat. Jordan could call it Space Jam three-peat. Oh my God, that's genius! In your face, and then it opens LeBron. you up for the second trilogy, the repeat, <laughs> the repeat, repeat, dude. Of course, man, because only someone like Jordan, the true goat, could accomplish a repeat, repeat, baby. Oh yeah! Could you, could you imagine just him looking at LeBron like, huh? No repeat. So he didn't even try for the repeat. <laughs> didn't even have a chance to try. <laughs> the problem with LeBron is he kept jumping teams. Well, That's yeah, the problem. I, I, you're the one that said it. He has to go from team to team because he drains all of the resources it's, it's to build a, a team yes. around him. It is. It's a financial thing. And shockingly enough, the Lakers, in the playoffs, they made it. They climbed the ladder. LeBron, le GM, as people like to refer to him, uh, made all sorts of like what seemed bizarre moves throughout the trading season. And then all of those pieces glued together and they went on a run and they're they're entering the playoffs as is because the NBA's rigged and they need their top selling jersey to be in the playoffs. So I guarantee LeBron and the Lakers make a run to uh the semifinals. Mm. They're gonna be in it for a series or so. Think so, huh? Yeah, and Golden State snuck into the playoffs. You know, Steph Curry, one of the top international selling jerseys, he's going to probably take it to the Western Conference Finals. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's all about selling the jerseys. and, and you know, That's why the Nuggets will never win, man. No, that's no, I, I actually think no the jerseys. Nuggets are not even – I don't even know if they'll make it to the Western Conference Finals. And I really – earlier I thought they would take it, but uh, you're right, no jerseys. That's a great call, Mike. You can't find their jerseys anywhere. Even at the stadium. Uh, and It'd be such a waste for them to win. <laughs> yeah. But not only that, uh, it's just the West shook out in a way when uh, Kevin Durant came to the Phoenix Suns. It's just, uh, again, it's going to go the route of we need our biggest stars uh, in the biggest games. We're going to push it to seven games for the series so we can milk all that money out of the TV contracts that we got. And, you know, yeah. that's how it plays out. LeBum made it. To the playoffs, so. Mm. Him in his high chair? Yeah, well, he had a good view from the throne, gave him some <laughs> ideas, and he was able to uh, piece together the team he had hoped for. So, either way... His, son, uh, his son's coming next year, right? I, uh, I'm i not too familiar if it's going to be next year or not. Uh, I think it might be two years, maybe. I have no idea. I haven't been paying attention to that. Mike, I'm in baseball mode now, man. We got the... The Rockies are, uh, we have the home opener today. Traffic was a nightmare everywhere. They, mm. It's like that's the first time we had a baseball game in the city. Yeah, dude, I hated the home opener. It was brutal here for the Cubs. Especially in Wrigley, man. That field is just in there within the city. You know, like in that little Oh, block. for those that don't know, it's literally houses <laughs> like five feet away yeah. from each other. Just And there's just nothing but houses. You're going down this like road. And then out of nowhere is this giant ball park. <laughs> and, like the and then houses again. It's literally, <laughs> they just like took out a block of houses and stuck a field there. It's like you can buy. There's no parking yeah. lot. There's no nothing, it's dude. It's so crazy. 
And, and everybody who lives around there makes a fortune on selling parking spaces for 50 bucks a pop. Yeah, and you can't get through there during a game. No. It's, oh, God. Don't ever drive to Wrigley Field. Uh, park near the L somewhere and take the train. Oh, I'm so pissed, dude. For, like, my whole life I spend on the south side. And then the one day they're sending me to Wrigleyville is the opening day. Oh! I couldn't believe it. Probably did that well, on they, purpose. They sent me to North Shore. I had to go through Wrigley. It Ooh. fucking took forever. That's a rough route, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. So, no, uh, no uh, business on the McCain on Epstein thing. I find that funny. We uh, jumped right over that. You <laughs> <laughs> see what's funny about Epstein? This is what's so crazy about it and why I just wanted to do the little snippet, toss it in. Everybody just doesn't care. It's the weirdest thing. It's like care. our whole it's... world is controlled by these fucking pedophiles who are yeah. taking world leaders and the most powerful elites to, to, to places to fuck these kids and do torturous activities. And we know about it. It's admitted. Yeah. We arrested the guy. He supposedly killed himself. Uh, John McCain's wife is admitting all about it. We, yes, we all knew. But nobody cares. We're not going to do anything. It's not that nobody cares. It's just that, you know, it's, it's, it's serenity. You know what I mean? Uh, there's nothing I can do. I can't control anything about this situation. There's no facts. I don't even have all the facts. They won't, you know, nothing you could do. Similar to the chemtrails, I'm guessing, right? The weather controlling and... Uh... Chemtrails, I think you could do something about. Yeah, maybe. I think if you, I think uh, if you actually got other like-minded people and you started doing like air quality tests and you, you know, you could prove that it's harmful. I, I think there's things. There, there are people. I saw clips yeah. of when people who have gone in front of uh, Congress and different various, uh, you know, congressional settings and situations, and th- nothing happens. No, nothing. I'm not. I'm not saying your, your change is going to happen. But there's things you can do. There's there's data you can collect. There's you know what I mean. With the Epstein thing, it's just it, it. That's that's the beauty of what they did. It just ends. The guy killed himself. That's it. It's over. Like there's no. What are you gonna dive into? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's still going on. Even the guys that were there are like, yeah, I was there, but you know, I just played the sex. You know? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a sick, sad world we're living in, man. I guess. Uh... That's, right. the, that's the worst part, is it's, there's definitely another island they, that we just don't know about, but they all know about. There's got to be multiple islands, man. And it wasn't just the island. He had a chateau on Mar- near Mar-a-Lago, like Palm Springs. Yeah, I'm sure there's a, there's, a, there's a bunch of them, you know? Well, we're in uh, rough times as a country then, because uh, we can do nothing about our leaders being a part of this sick, twisted you know, group of elites who are banging kids and controlling the world. And uh, at the same time, uh, America is just devolving rapidly. Our culture is in shreds. Uh, Nobody agrees on anything. We have (laughs) all sorts of health issues going on. And on top of all of that, Mike, we have a fat army. (laughs) More than 10,000 Army soldiers became obese during the pandemic years, pushing the rate of obesity to one in every four Army members studied in new research (coughs) from the Uniform Service University. 
Yeah, did you catch that? One in four? That's right. I'm no math magician, but that sounds like 25%. That's a lot of fat people. Uh, I thought our army was supposed to be, like, you know, fit in some way to, like, I don't know, fight? Is that a thing? <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. I feel crazy. <laughs> One in four? That's pretty wild. Uh, this is an insane clip. Oh, And okay. it should frighten everybody because we have, again, the deterioration of our culture, the wokeism. It isn't just ruining SNL or Marvel, you know, or AOC and our politics. It's also ruining our military, which is kind of our defense, right? Isn't that how we... <laughs> well, what scares me is that's the best of our, that's the best of the best, dude. How fat is our country? Oh, we're obese, clinically. Uh, Are we like one out of two? I think I've talked about it recently. The statistics on obesity are shocking. Even in Colorado, we are at like 30%. No. Yes. It's very bad. We're one of the healthier states, and we're fat. Yeah, I can't even imagine what Illinois is. It's not good. Jesus Christ. It's not good around the country. Uh, And apparently... Same with our army, my God. Four army members studied in new research from the Uniformed Services University. The U.S. Navy and Marines also saw an increase in the number of military members who gained significant weight from 2019 to 2021. According to the CDC, one in five military servicemen and women were obese in 2020. The pandemic is proven to have been taxing on the human body as more and more research has come out. For military members, access to exercise was limited and motivation during COVID decreased. Gyms were closed, group exercise training sessions were put on pause, mental and physical Mm. health declined. Last year, the Army failed to meet its recruiting goal for the first time, falling short by 15,000 recruits or a quarter of the requirement. 75% of Americans between 17 and 24 years old are not eligible for military service. Being overweight is the biggest individual disqualifier. It's a problem only worsened by pandemic counts. Nearly half of all adults reported gaining weight in the first year of COVID. They're blaming COVID. Oh, yeah. That should scare. So if we need an army to fight, if we need to do a draft, ah, only 25% are physically eligible. We've talked about how I'm happy that I'm older or too old to be drafted. I think we have such a fat problem that I would have to be drafted. Oh, they're going to expand that age group real quick. Yeah, (laughs) they're going to take a skinny 40-year-old over a fat 20-year-old, dude. Trust me. I mean, you can't draft someone with diabetes. We have enough insulin to send out onto the field? There were diabetics in there. I don't know. I'm sure there are, but my point being, I mean, come on, ob- obese? We have, we have obese military? We have, our country is so fat that 75% of us are not eligible to fight? And you know, dude, you know what a lot of this has to do with? They changed the, uh, the physical fitness test. They keep changing it to try to accommodate women. Ooh, you've brought this up a while back. Yeah. Um, 
It's like it's kind of like the weird <laughs> thing where the the women said they wanted to be in the military, and the men sure. said, "Okay, fine, but you got to be able to do the men's standards." You know, it's just one standard to be a soldier. If you could do it, you can be in. But then no woman, not no woman, but very, very few were able to do it. Right. So then they then they created two standards. And like ever since then, dude, they've been trying to like do this. Also, like, don't know. you think, um, you know, kind of like passing kids through grades, even though they're failing, like you just need the recruits, you need the numbers. You know, you need it to just flow through. So, lower the standards, let them go through. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're struggling to recruit people, so so they're just letting anybody in. Yeah, anyone who uh, is interested, come on in. The problem is, you sent me that article today. It was crazy about uh, the construction trades. Yes, very, very insane stuff. We <laughs> joke about uh, build back better not happening. He signed a trillion dollars into infrastructure. It turns out there's nobody to build the bridges. That's right, dude. (laughs) The scary number in that is because they've been talking about it at the union nonstop is during the pandemic, they said in the article, they said 40, the number of uh, people applying for union jobs or construction jobs dropped 40% and it hasn't recovered. It's actually pretty much stayed where it's at that level, like still. It plateaued, actually, for a few years, and then it's dipping now. So that's insane, man. What are these people doing? (laughs) And why are you guys not going into trades? Man, go into trades. Well, there's a strange phenomenon at foot. Uh, I'm experiencing it where I work, which is uh, people that, quite frankly, don't want to work, man. They're not interested. They don't want to work. That's so insane. It just comes down to that. It it really simply is people do not want to work. And that's a strange world to be living in. This must be some sort of hypnosis or brain, like a, this is some sort of like mind manipulation in a way, maybe through the social media apps, where Everyone has become convinced that they can exist in a world where nobody is working. See, but they are working. That's what I don't think you, you like. That's what kills me too. One of the things that's killing us is these young these young guys. They're all making money. They're figuring out ways to make money online, whether it's with social media, Twitch, whatever, or. Uh, the big thing is to do the like marketplace thing. I'm not familiar with that one, but it sounds hip and cool. You know, you go, you could go to like, uh, they, they got a bunch of shit. Like, it's one of the things that guys do is they'll go to like Walmart or something and you can scan objects and figure out what they're selling for on Amazon. Then you could buy them cheap and sell them for higher or whatever. I don't know. There's other shit that you could do. Uh, I forget what it's called, but we're like, you sell stuff on Amazon, but you don't ever actually touch the product. All right. <laughs> so there's a lot of ways out there to make money if you if you know. <clears throat> sure. And, and what you know, and I'm not talking about you're you're making millions of dollars, but if you could go out there, if you could make a couple thousand dollars a month, just sitting on your computer for a few hours, how is anybody can convince you to tr- to join the army? Good call. Or get a regular job, join the workforce. 
do a trade. When I, jo- <laughs> when I joined the army, I think I was getting uh, I was getting like like a thousand dollars a month. Right. On. I, when, I, when I left the army at the highest, like I think I was a special, yeah, I was a specialist. I think I was getting like twenty two hundred a month. That's nothing. Oh yeah. You know? Well, you know, it's something. Uh, but not, not for the hours you're working. <laughs> the point is it's very hard to it's very hard I don't know I wish people could see what an opportunity that is and I think that's what really kills me about with the whole like Black Lives Matter movement and all these protests on equity and everything dude we have a great equalizer in this country and it's the military so I'm seeing a trend and the trend is everyone's fucking lazy and then I'm also seeing another trend yeah. no one's joining the army and we need armed forces for defense so how about we solve both problems and we institute the 18-year-old service, like every other country does, or most other countries do, you go and serve two years or whatever, and then go to college or join the for- the workforce. Yeah, we have to. Am Boys I right? Isn't that yes? Everyone isn't that like what Israel. they do? Israel, Israel does, does it. it. I think doesn't France do it? Like a lot of countries do that, man. How hard is the French are? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. they have the foreign legions. <laughs> <laughs> We need to hire somebody else uh, to come fight our wars. <laughs> Macron was meeting with Xi Jinping today. Mm. Hey, Xi, so I did the whole 62 to 64. Uh, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> How do I destabilize the country more, sir? <laughs> did you see France today? No. They're still burning? Oh, they're burning harder. Oh, it's mostly nice. it looks mostly peaceful from uh you know the american perspective uh mm. and uh yeah they're like setting places on fire i saw some image of them burning down a black rock building and black rock is that place that's buying up all the property around the world uh to basically price out humanity and make us slaves uh so yeah the france they decided to to go back at it with the protests what i saw or what I found interesting was they called them riots in everything I was looking at. Well, what are they? Well, nothing here is a riot. Everything here is a fucking peaceful, peaceful protest. Oh, no, no. You haven't uh, all the right-wing riots? The, the, the images are the exact... Like, if you look at the images of France today or Paris today, in the George Floyd mostly peaceful protests of the Summer of Love in 2020, Mm, mm, mm. they are the exact same looking images of people with their fists (sighs) in the air and flames burning buildings around them. Frank, it just... Sometimes your bigotry really shows through. I'm a known supremacist. When the cars were on fire in Minnesota, Frank, those were flames of justice. (laughs) That's right, dude. The flames in France. Oh, those are just ungrateful peasants. <laughs> That's the difference, don't you see? Different flames. Yeah, yes. Uh, well, it's hard to see through these racist eyes. Uh, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> you gotta, when, you, when, when you protest, you must protest with the flames of justice. That's right. <laughs> you know? It, it's just a funny image to see buildings on fire, people fighting with cops, and they're like, riots in Paris. 
and you're like, hey, you know, this image looks very similar to something I saw. <laughs> very familiar. It's very familiar. For like an entire summer in like a ton of different <laughs> cities, like almost I've, everywhere. <laughs> I've seen this before. What people don't understand is like the summer of love 2020, we had like helicopters following many teeny little riots in Denver. Like that's how widespread this like crazy shit was. It was just people decided to go burn stuff in the name of racial justice for no reason everywhere. How crazy was it? Dude? The, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing happened in Kenosha. Yes. I'm telling you. Nobody, nobody even knew what Kenosha was. I'm trying to say, like, the places where the violence took place is kind of outrageous. <laughs> you know? Like, yes. Yeah. Well, what happened was they were doing it in the cities at first, remember? And then the city cops caught on. Lori Lightfoot raised the bridges. Oh, they went to that's the right, Lori Lightfoot, she not only looked like a villain from Batman, she literally did the playbook from a Batman movie. And you raised oh, the bridges, dude. It was Penguin 101. I swear <laughs> to God. I'm going to drive a nuclear bomb around the city, see? And then I'm going to raise all the bridges. <laughs> Lori. She couldn't help herself, man. She was power hungry, baby. She had I was fucking it. working at the Shake Shake at fucking uh, uh, below the uh, Sears Tower. I'm like sitting there you know, getting ready to leave, and all of a sudden the bridge goes up. The fuck? Where am I going to go? How the fuck do I get out of here? That's so wild to be just trapped right downtown where all the violence is, where you want to And leave. then there's protesters. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, yeah, protesters to our news here... And then the French do yeah. the exact same See, thing. Rioters. You got Rioters. <laughs> See what I'm saying? The manipulation, the language, it's so fucking crazy. I, go check out. It any- was crazy. I was really scared for my life because these people just screw out, you know, protesters. <laughs> these peaceful protesters, they had fire and guns and weapons and <laughs> <laughs> they were turning over cars, man. They were covering their faces with black masks. <laughs> yeah. You know those peaceful protesters with the crowbars smashing all the windows <laughs> in all the buildings? Remember that? <laughs> peaceful they peacefully took over Chaz. <laughs> I can't believe we let that go. I can't believe people just forgot about that. Everything about 2020, for some reason, the left wants to really forget. And I kind of think they're just really embarrassed about how they handled themselves through the... The whole year, they were yeah. suckers for the lockdowns, the rioting, the masking, the vaxxing, the whole thing. And then they capped it off with the cherry on top. Ukraine, baby. <laughs> and we've been sucking that teat now for a year and a half. <laughs> it's pretty crazy yeah. stuff. It, that's how they let it happen, man. It, you know, again... This goes back to Donald Trump, all right? From day one, when that guy got elected, they lost their minds, and they hyper-focused on anything and everything with this guy. So in that time frame, the media, the machine, the powers that be had everyone sucked in, and then they unleashed their mind control. They unleashed... All these ideas, wokeism, everything just poured onto the culture. And we because just... they finally had the best tool they've ever had in their arsenal. 
because everybody just wanted to do opposite of Trump. So yes. Trump's a racist. So we're going to go hard anti-racist. Yes. You know, Trump hates trannies. So we're just going to embrace them. We're going to have drag queens read to the kids. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know? Trump is anti-mask. We're going to double mask. Double masks. See what they I'm saying? They just went anti-Trump. It was, it was a great tool. It was the greatest tool ever. That Mike, yeah. it was no tool. It was a uh, fucking sir, weapon. Sir, dude. we got a banana shortage. What do we do? Donald Trump loves bananas. <laughs> now, now nobody's buying them. <laughs> you know? It, it's just they, uh, the trigger word, the top of mind, ketchup on the wall. <laughs> it was Trump all along. Yeah, Trump, the whole time. Trump, Trump. Trump and people zoned in and zoned out and just repeated back whatever was said to them and that's how we're here now and that's why yeah peaceful protests of course it was the summer of love Chaz oh yeah it was beautiful there were no cops amazing it was great <laughs> it was great yeah, it was it was really peaceful because there were no cops so when somebody got shot you had to drag them to the border. <laughs> Which sounds insane. The border of Chaz to to the border of yeah. Seattle. Like Seattle, shame on you. Heaven, for heaven letting that news take out place. of Seattle's prosperity <laughs> since, since the Chaz experiment. You know, <laughs> the ch- Dude, you're so right on the money. I even black out Chaz. It was so insane. It's like so I have insane. I have post traumatic stress disorder from thinking about that whole experience. And I wasn't Does even anybody there. Anybody look to see how good Seattle's doing post Chaz? <laughs> A lot of businesses moving in post Chaz. Yeah, right. How's Amazon over there? <laughs> a lot of families with young kids moving in right around the block from Chaz. <laughs> I wonder if they have a statue like for George Flo- uh, Floyd, but you know, just Chaz. I don't know what. <laughs> it's the just statue two homeless is. guys raping a white chick. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny because a lot of rapes happened, a lot of murders happened, and people couldn't get any help because, well, you guys remember? Come on. Cops weren't allowed in Chaz. I'd be better without them. (laughs) It's better without the cops, Frank. Wait, what? Was it Chaz? And it had another name, like Chode or... Chop. Chop. That's it. Remember it was Chop Chaz? Chaz Chop? I don't remember which was first. Chode would have been more memorable. I think they should have went with Chode. Would Uh, have been more fitting. Yes. Well, it was short-lived, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Chode. Please enjoy it. Won't be here long. You will be unsatisfied, no doubt. And Very uh, unsatisfied. <laughs> you'll be leaving wondering what just happened.